if you could send a message to every person in the United States, what would you want to say? One of the topics I'm passionate about is called the Icarus Deception. It's the idea of not flying. Or there's always kind of that fear of flying too close to the sun. But nobody ever talks about the other side of the warning, which is flying too close to the waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is also has kind of been lost within the myth that everyone kind of talks about one side of it, but not the other. And what I believe that to mean is a lot of people are afraid of kind of that pride in the hubris and put themselves down and are afraid to kind of put themselves out there. Uh, whereas I believe that individuals should also fear kind of the other side of being too timid of not going for those kind of things. So I recommend kind of, I suppose everyone, if I was been on the spot to really not be afraid to kind of speak up and have opinions. And it was definitely something I struggled with at the beginning and kind of growing up just not knowing what to think or even how to think or really how to get to the answers. But I think over the course of my four years, I've finally learned that my opinion matters and I've learned a lot kind of over my experiences and I should be willing to share it. And I think that's something that everyone can uh, kind of accept. Welcome to Voices of Santa Clara. And if we'd hit those, there would have been an explosion. We would have died, obviously. Scholarship should cultivate the virtues. Worry more about, am I searching for what I should be doing next in the world? Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Voices of Santa Clara podcast. I'm your host, Gavin Cosgrave, and I'm a junior management information systems major at Santa Clara. That was Owen Lyons, who's today's guest. Owen is a senior majoring in political science and finance. He's involved in so many things that it's a little difficult to keep track. He's a student ambassador, senior senator. He's in like a half dozen honors programs and a business and a pre-law organization. He works for the business school and he's studied abroad in London and done the summer global fellows program in India. After graduation, Owen will work for KPMG and perhaps someday go to law school, and he elaborates a little bit on that in this conversation. We discuss Owen's work and experiences abroad, why he's passionate about his majors, his relationship with his twin brother, what he plans to do after graduation, advice he would give to a new student, and more. So here's Owen, and enjoy this conversation. So to start out, what does a typical day look like for you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So starting off the day, I typically work in the morning. So I hold two on-campus jobs. Uh, One is a student ambassador. So working in the undergraduate admissions office, talking to prospective students and parents and helping out with those large-scale events. So I typically work in the morning there um, or also in the undergraduate business programs office where we help plan large-scale events for the School of Business. Uh, So within kind of that position, I help out with internal transfers in the business school, uh, we actually developed a brand new Levy Ambassador program uh, last quarter, so in the quarter that you're gone. Um, basically, it's to help uh, prospective students get specific information for the School of Business with an increase of kind of interest in that field. And then classes in the afternoon. So with classes, kind of the very, this quarter, I'm taking a lot of political science classes. So I'm taking classes in like European Union, uh, minority politics in the United States, a senior seminar on conflict negotiation. So really kind of diving into those topics is exciting, especially culminating kind of my four years as a senior, getting to pick and choose those electives that I'm most passionate and interested in. So it's fun getting to kind of hone those down. Uh, in the evenings, it really runs the gamut and varies depending on what evening is going on, what kind of type of week it is. Uh, we'll have ambassador meetings sometimes. So we're talking to different 
uh, bodies or parts around the university are planning for those large-scale events. I'm also an ASG, so I'll have Senate on Thursday evenings. Uh, I'm a senior senator and chair of the current University Issues Committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a lot of meetings for that in terms of working with my committee to plan those large-scale events uh, and different opportunities to get the uh, university community involved mm-hmm. in the ASG initiatives. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of those events take up most of the week, mm-hmm. most of my days. Even. Yeah. How do you decide how to spend your time or balance all those things? Because that seems like... Like I know there's probably more than 10 things that you're involved with, you know, so kind of how do you make a decision about what's worth your time to, to do? Yeah, absolutely. So I think I struggled with that a lot at the beginning of my college career. I really bounced all over the place. Um, and I think one of the big examples of that is I participated in global medical brigades. Uh, so my sophomore year, I took a week-long trip to Panama uh, with about 30 other students, and we set up a temporary health clinic for the week. I have no intention of going to the health field. Uh, but it was just something I wanted to try out and get involved with and kind of see what it's like. As it's coming into kind of the beginning of senior year, I decided I wanted to hone down those commitments. I wanted to really devote my time to things I'm passionate about and things that would benefit me both personally and professionally. Uh, so it took a lot of kind of reflection and discernment. I decided to step out of a few clubs I was involved in, uh, step out of the running for a few leadership roles and really dive in and allow myself to devote the time and passion and interest into the things that would actually benefit me in the long term, mm-hmm. uh, both with classes as well as different involvements. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it took a lot of kind of reflection and work. I uh, definitely failed along the way a few times, but mm-hmm. by the beginning of this year, I was pretty happy with my involvements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. So kind of rewinding to your life moving up to college, you uh, grew up with a twin brother. Yeah. yeah. So yes. what was that like and has that shaped you at all as a person? For sure. Uh, it's definitely been interesting. Uh, it's different in the way, kind of uh, identical twins. So we're fraternal, very different. A lot of people don't realize we're twin brothers or even brothers at all. And with personality-wise, however, it has always been somebody beside me all the way. Uh, which you know, we had the same friend group growing up, even in high school. So we went to the same high school. We're involved in the same sports teams, clubs, things like that. Did student government together senior year. So we've always been with one another. And it's caused both conflict as well as kind of collaboration with it. And it's nice knowing that there's somebody to kind of go through the motions with and go through uh, whatever involvements or whatever issues we're having. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've always had Podrick as his name there beside me, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And I think it came to uh, kind of fruition or culmination senior year of high school when we were going through the college application process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're the eldest in our family. Uh, first ones to go through college, kind of applications of the whole process. It was nice having somebody there beside me mm-hmm. uh, going through it. So if I had any questions, I was able to reach out to him. We were applying to similar schools. He ended up going to Loyola Marymount, so another sim- mm-hmm. very similar kind of Santa Clara-ish school down mm-hmm. in Southern California. Uh, so it was nice being able to kind of rely on one another and be able to reach out to one another and still stay in contact and visit one another mm-hmm. uh, as college students. Yeah, nice. And then... In college, kind of how did you decide that you wanted to focus on uh, political science and finance? Mm-hmm. So I came in as an undeclared business student, uh, wanted to kind of test the waters and figure it out as it went along. And then my second quarter, so when a quarter of my first year, I took Poly 2. Uh, so it's comparative politics uh, with Diana Morlang and just loved the subject. I decided to take another political science class after that and kind of ramped it up and started taking more and more and found that most of the topics I really enjoyed talking about and enjoyed learning, um, especially those kind of surrounding European politics. My parents are both from Ireland. Uh, so getting to kind of dive in and actually learn about the history of Western Europe, European Union, diplomacy, things like that have uh, been really interesting to me. 
And then kind of going through the uh, business core curriculum, you take a couple classes in each. I thought finance was a good combination of being broad and flexible enough that I could do what I wanted with it, but also specific enough that I was getting kind of those hardcore tangible ideas and mm-hmm. skills. Uh, so I was able to kind of practice the merchant acquisitions, financial statements, like Excel work that would set me up successfully for a career, mm-hmm. uh, but also broad enough that I'm not going to pigeonhole into one specific field or one specific industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so both kind of majors tackle that kind of issue that they're broad, but also specific mm-hmm. uh, and provide kind of the flexibility for it. And it's both the kind of tangible, hardcore like skills with numbers and stuff for finance, mm-hmm. as well as the reading and writing that I think is important with political science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like finance is, is all about, you know, making small changes and using math to make to you know to gain a a a profit and kind of making very small structured decisions and then political science involves all these other like Mm -hmm. human and persuasive factors that are impossible to like quantify in numbers you know so i guess how do you like how do you think about how those two majors will be useful going forward or especially now because i feel like like politics and finance are almost like opposites, mm-hmm. you know, and there's no, there's no like collaboration between the two sides. I don't know. No, absolutely. <laughs> sure. I think both are increasingly important. You're never going to be in an industry, a group, a field, company, anything like that, that focuses solely on numbers. There's always going to be some level of politics, the bureaucracy that you have to work through the company for uh, the different kind of combination or the way that your group interacts with one another. And I found that so I interned at Franklin Templeton Investments after my sophomore year and obviously kind of big multinational investment firm, worked in a financial investment compliance role. But a lot of it was the bureaucracy and how the different members of the team interacted with one another and how the groups interacted with one another. So even not an international scale, but the politics of a team or the politics of a small community or the way that individuals conflict or collaborate, I think is increasingly important. And we see it kind of on a global scale today as well that as the world becomes increasingly globalized, there's different intricacies and companies are becoming um, inherently together or inherently kind of connected with one another that a decision in one company will affect tens or twenties by the next day even. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to keep in mind that both sides are very crucial within today's realm. um, And understanding both, I think, has been beneficial to me. Mm -hmm. You've done a couple abroad stints in your... Mm -hmm college time right in what london and india i did yeah yeah so those are two kind of radically different uh-huh. places so kind of what did you learn from each or are there any little stories that still stick out to you from i don't know either of those experiences yes yeah, absolutely uh, so i did india during the summer of 2017 uh through the global fellows program so about 30 students every year get to travel abroad and work with an ngo or a major company in a foreign country uh and with that, so like I mentioned, I was working for Franklin Templeton Investments in Hyderabad, India. So pretty much central India. Um, just love the experience. It was definitely challenging. It was by far the hardest experience of my life in terms of just going so far away in a culture very different than my own for such a long period of time. I went with two other Santa Clara students, uh, which is nice because then we were able to support one another. We lived with one another. We worked in different groups within the company. I would still met up for meals and things like that. Um, but really kind of taking advantage of being so far away and immersing myself in a culture um, was definitely something I challenged myself to do. We traveled a little bit, so we went up to Delhi and Agra to see Taj Mahal and then also to Goa to just kind of see different parts of the country and experience different cultures just because India is massive. Mm-hmm. And there's so many 
almost mini cultures within that, that you travel to a different state and they speak different language, have different food, have different customs. So it was cool being able to kind of see the interaction within that, mm-hmm. as well as the interaction within the company. So it's a large company. There are individuals from all over India within even my group alone. Uh, so even over meals, they would be speaking different languages. They would talk about like different kind of inside jokes they had within their own different states within India. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to kind of see how that played out mm-hmm. uh, within the business environment. I lucked out and got super close to my group. Uh, they were on the younger side, enjoyed hanging out outside the workplace. So really got to get to know them well. And then one of the other individuals with my group was also a new hire. Uh, so he was on a rotational program, had only moved into my group about a month before me. So he kind of took my hand and really led me through the motions. He was super beneficial to me. We still keep in contact, which is cool. He's actually coming out here next week. Uh, so we're trying to grab dinner together. So that's pretty neat. Um, but really got to rely on him and got to have him hold my hand and guide me through the culture. And my group were very good about um, allowing me to involve myself into the customs. We had a few different cultural days uh, for the company and for my group. So we were there for Independence Day. And so I got to participate in kind of the celebration with my group for that and got to see kind of the dancing and the music uh, and the food that kind of involved within that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's, that's interesting because I, I feel like when a lot of people imagine a, a student working for an organization in India, they probably imagine like a smaller uh, organization, maybe a smaller uh, city. But it's interesting that you got kind of the corporate experience yeah. in India, right? Because that's mm-hmm. maybe not something that comes to mind immediately. Uh, absolutely. People. I think it's also interesting, kind of unique within the Global Fellows Program in general, just because it is by far the largest company. Uh, most of the other placements are small NGOs working with uh, smaller communities, smaller villages, things like that. And we're kind of the black sheep of the program. Um, but what one thing one of the or what one thing the director of the program likes to stress is it's all about cultural exchange. And Frank Templeton's an incredible company. It's an American company, uh, headquartered in San Mateo, so just north of here, actually. Uh, but they really try to immerse themselves in whatever culture they're going in. They don't try to come in and put Franklin Templeton values on it. They really accept and uh, kind of meld whatever community they're working in. Uh, so just kind of getting an experience that uh, was definitely kind of interesting in terms of it was an internship that I could have had a few miles north of here, mm-hmm. but in a completely different culture and with a completely different group that I wouldn't have had normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. And then... Uh... What about London? Yeah. How, how did that compare and what did you learn from mm-hmm. that? Sure. Um, so after India, came home for a week and then left for London. Uh, so a really <laughs> wow. quick turnaround. Um, was sick for about half the week. So not much time for kind of relax and rest uh, beforehand. But took off to London for three and a half months in a uh, study abroad program, kind of traditional study abroad program through Foundation for International Education, FIE. Uh, and a super neat program. It was actually... Uh, kind of unique in terms of we had an internship all there too. So the first seven weeks were classes, one week break right in the middle, and then seven weeks of internship. Uh, so I had the opportunity to intern with a nonprofit law center, uh, which I loved. So it was a small nonprofit law center, um, probably about 30 or 40 minutes away from wh- where I was living. Uh, so I just hop on the tube and kind of travel out there. Um, super underfunded, which is a bummer, but it benefited me in the way that then I got a lot of really hands-on tangible work. So I got to see the ins and outs of immigration law primarily uh, within the United Kingdom, especially in the face of Brexit, where a lot of it's up in the air. And you'll see a lot of individuals coming, fleeing from violence or persecution in their home countries um, throughout Asia, Africa, uh, even Eastern Europe. 
So you'll see a lot of individuals where I was reading their case files and just the monstrosities and the trials and tribulations that they had to go through. Uh, I can't imagine kind of anything. So it also allowed me to kind of step back and realize my own privilege that here I was studying abroad and having a great time living in London, whereas there were individuals across the world just, just trying to look for a better world or better life uh, and facing kind of that roadblock of facing difficulty, trying to stay within the United Kingdom. So it's definitely a cool experience getting to just kind of see the ins and outs of that and applying for asylum for these individuals and talking to a few of the clients uh, was definitely difficult uh, and challenging in its own way. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely rewarding in terms as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the kind of big moments that I remember was my very first day in the office. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting in the waiting room waiting for kind of my boss to come get me. Uh, when a lady came in and she had just received uh, permission to stay within the United Kingdom. Uh, and she was bawling right there in the middle of the office, like hugging the attorneys that were there with her. And screaming like, no more sad tears, only happy tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of that moment that... While at times it felt like I was just kind of going through the motions, looking through binders, writing letters to court, the human side behind it uh, was so important. And the fact that these case files I was reading were real individuals just trying to live out their lives and trying to look for housing and job employment and education and schooling for their children and things like that mm-hmm. uh, was definitely important, definitely kind of rewarding and reaffirming for me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of away from the internship side, loved my coursework uh, that I took while in London. It was cool just kind of getting the international experience in terms of I was taking a class in British politics. Uh, international diplomacy was fantastic. Um, a class on British life and business. So how does kind of British culture and life interact with businesses within the United Kingdom? Uh, so cool kind of immersing myself immediately within the culture in that way and really learning from individuals who are involved within kind of the United Kingdom right there. Mm-hmm. Um, my professor for international diplomacy was an advisor for several Middle Eastern companies for their Olympics teams mm-hmm. and kind of how do they interact with um, different cultures when traveling to the Olympics mm-hmm. uh, and was kind of an expert in sports diplomacy. Mm-hmm. So really just hearing about his experiences and getting that firsthand knowledge uh, from someone who lived and worked in the United Kingdom was definitely an uh, incredible experience. Mm. Wow. So you're, you're a senior now and you got, what, five more months um do you have any idea of what you want to pursue after graduation yeah so definitely kind of terrifying looking down the line in terms of graduating in five months especially just i feel like every year has gone quicker and quicker um and really blink of an eye uh after graduation i'll be working for kpmg uh so i did an internship with them last summer working in their forensic department uh, so it helps investigate financial crimes primarily mm. Um, so different fraud, embezzlement. Uh, we were also working anti-bribery and corruption in foreign countries. Uh, so a lot of cool hands-on experience and kind of, again, blends that interest in finance as well as political science and the legal side of things. So I was able to find a, a job or at least an entry-level position that kind of blends my two interests, which is name. Yeah. Um, so I'll be working in the city, which will be fun. I have a few other friends from Santa Clara working up there as well as a friend from high school uh, that's also going to be up there. So it'll be cool kind of interacting and seeing them all the time and still kind of maintaining that sense of community that I found here uh, while working for the company. Really love my team. Again, kind of on the younger side, I seem to be in luck with the different teams I've been a part of. Um, but they're definitely kind of are passionate about just learning and pushing it forward. And one thing they really push is we search for the truth. And kind of within all the financial statements, we're not trying to push it one way or the other, but we're really trying to look for what actually happened, mm-hmm. uh, which is a cool kind of thing, especially within the legal side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking for what are the objective facts within it. Uh, so it's a good experience. It's I'm up in the air about kind of length of term. I'm trying to figure out where exactly I want to go afterwards. 
Um, so it's definitely a position that I'm interested in and passionate about, and it'll be a good experience to begin with. But I think down the line, I do want to go to law school as kind of an eventual plan and then work in touch with individuals. I think my experiences with the law center uh, while in London really kind of struck a chord with me in terms of it was directly in contact with individuals and making a difference in other people's lives, uh, which is definitely something I'm passionate about and especially kind of has been ingrained in me, I suppose, over the course of Jesuit education. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm definitely excited to kind of look forward and look for those opportunities. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'd love to wrap up with a couple shorter questions. Sure. So first, uh, I know you've given plenty of tours. <laughs> have there been any, I don't know, kind of like funny questions or odd things that have happened in, in the course of all the tours that you've given? Sure. I think one of the standard kind of things that happen in tours is individuals so like friends when you're passing just saying happy birthday uh-huh. and that kind of happens across the nation that i've been on other tours where this happened uh-huh. uh but one time my friend um uh, just called happy birthday to me walking past and then the tour group at the end of it began to sing me happy birthday uh-huh. and it was nowhere near my birthday it was months away uh-huh. um and i just kind of like stood there awkwardly like <laughs> thanks everyone back in the same fall they all like sang in melody uh-huh. uh so it was just a funny experience and definitely a unique one yeah that's that's funny uh, what advice would you give to a first-year student coming into Santa Clara? Mm-hmm. I recommend saying yes, and don't be afraid of applying things. Put yourself out there, uh, even if it doesn't seem to directly match up what you think you want to do in the long term. Uh, like I mentioned, I had the opportunity to kind of dive into things that I never thought I would even want to do. So like Global Medical Brigades, traveling to Panama with the health clinic, uh, was definitely something unique and something that doesn't necessarily help me in the long term or help me professionally. Uh, but it was definitely a personal experience that I cherish, and I had a great time doing it, and I got close to a lot of individuals that I normally wouldn't have interacted with. Mm-hmm. So really look for those opportunities, and don't be afraid to put yourself out there, uh, even if it doesn't um, won't necessarily go on the resume or be something you talk about in interviews all the time. Mm-hmm. If you could send a message to every person in the United States, what would you want to say? I would say kind of one of the past or one of the topics I'm passionate about is called the Icarus deception is the idea of not flying or there's always kind of that fear of flying too close to the sun, but nobody ever talks about the other side of the warning, which is flying too close to the waves, Mm -hmm. uh, which is also has kind of been lost within the myth that everyone kind of talks about one side of it, but not the other. And what I believe that to mean is a lot of people are afraid of kind of that pride in the hubris and put themselves down and are afraid to kind of put themselves out there. Uh, whereas I believe that individuals should also fear kind of the other side of being too timid of not going for those kind of things. So I recommend kind of, I suppose everyone, if I was put on the spot to really not be afraid to kind of speak up and have opinions. And it was definitely something I struggled with at the beginning and kind of growing up, just not knowing what to think or even how to think or really how to get to the answers. But I think over the course of my four years, I've finally learned that my opinion matters and I've learned a lot kind of over my experiences and I should be willing to share it. And I think that's something that everyone can uh, kind of accept. Yeah. And finally, what does an ideal Saturday look like for you? Of course. Definitely resting. Um, <laughs> the week is busy kind of with all different engagements and running about. Uh, but resting with my house, with my friends, and kind of taking that advantage. And whether that's kind of sitting around the house and just hanging out, having a meal together, or going hiking or taking advantage of the surrounding areas. Uh, definitely just being in kind of community uh, with those around me. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much for doing it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Gavin. It was a pleasure. 
Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can go to VoicesOfSantaClara.com to read a partial transcript of this episode, follow on Twitter at VoicesOfSCU, or leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. I'll see you next time.